Hey Anne, welcome to Jeff's Podcast Academy, and thanks so much for uh, coming on to the show. It really means a lot, and you are an expert in a lot of things in podcasting. But please uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you jump onto this podcasting field uh, at first? Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Jeffrey. It's great to be here. I'm super excited to be talking to you and your audience today. Um, so. About me, I am the founder of the Podcast Babes. Uh, the Podcast Babes is a um, podcast management and podcast monetization um, platform for mostly female podcasters. Um, that is what we do. And I started, I'll try to keep this short because it has been a journey. I can tell you that. Please <laughs> but take your time. I take started. Your time. <laughs> I think we can sit here tomorrow now. Um, so I started my podcast journey about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I started as a freelancer, as a freelance podcast manager. Um, I taught myself how to do all this using a course. It was actually a virtual assistant course. And one of the modules was about podcasting. And I've always been, been a, an avid listener of podcasts. Like I was obsessed before that already. Um, so now I got the, I got this feel of like, oh wait, there's like actual, actually people are doing this for a job and they help podcasters and it sounded mm-hmm. awesome. So I just jumped straight in and um, it was not easy, like finding the first few clients, mm-hmm. but then from there um, it has slowly, <laughs> very slowly evolved yeah. to what it is today. And about uh, a little over a year ago, I completely changed everything in my business. Mm-hmm. I went from freelancer to a uh, business owner. So I am, I renamed my business to the podcast babes. Mm-hmm. And we all, we also started focusing more on podcast monetization. Mm-hmm. Got it. Good. That's really great thing. So uh, just, just curious. I want to ask like the name, I mean, that's really savage. So how did it come up? Did any any particular inspiration that got hit with that? I don't know. I don't know really how I came up with it. It was, um, I was working with a brand strategist to find out what I wanted to do hmm. because my previous business name uh, was really boring. It was hmm. called AC Podcast Services and it was not really me. Hmm. Um, but also not really appealing to my audience. Hmm. So I work a lot with um, really like mission-driven female podcasters. That is my ideal client and the clients that I have now. Hmm. Um, But before that wasn't really who I was speaking to. So I decided to work with a brand strategist and she said, you need to come up with a new name because it doesn't really fit. Hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to be thinking about a new name. And I thought about it for days and I was like, I don't know how to call this thing. And then it kind of just like came to me. I don't know. It's like super random, but I just started to like brainstorm. And then all of a sudden I was like, the podcast babes, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The enlightenment came just like that thing. It was so random. It was like this download that I got. Like, wait, I call it the podcast base. <laughs> That's great. That's really great. You know, uh, in one of the things that you mentioned, you actually did a course on virtual. Um, uh, what was that? Virtual assistant, right? VA. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So uh, you know, I've seen a lot of podcast managers. You know, they always mention in their bio on Instagram, especially as virtual assistant. So, is there any actual difference? Like, 
I can see virtual assistant do a lot of things like let's say you know scheduling and doing a lot of things but uh, is there any difference between virtual assistant and podcast manager or can they call themselves in the same way um i think it is basically what you call yourself mm. um like a virtual assistant generally does a bunch of different things yeah. they just support the business owner where they need it and maybe part of that is also podcast management like mm. uploading podcast episodes uh mm-hmm. writing show descriptions or like anything they need mm-hmm. um i decided really early on that i wanted to focus on podcasters and mm. i called myself a podcast manager Hmm. because I didn't want to do all the other things. So mm-hmm. kind of like to make that clear for potential clients, I was like, I'm not a virtual assistant. I'm a podcast manager. This is what I do. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, like we all come up with these titles that we give ourselves, right? I mean, like <laughs> you're in charge when, when it's yeah. your business or when you're a freelancer. So um, I would say that um, niching down work really well for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was just really clear for people like okay she's an expert in this particular mm-hmm. field this is mm-hmm. what she knows a lot about mm-hmm. and I do find that um, that is important for clients like they would I think it. I mean it probably depends but if someone is looking for a podcast manager or someone to handle their podcast I feel like they would rather go for someone who calls themselves a podcast manager than a virtual assistant because mm-hmm. you just show them that you have this uh, focus and yeah. that is basically if that's what they're looking for then that that is just really good for them yeah it makes sense and you know the reason why i asked is that virtual assistant uh, you know it kinds of people positioned it in a way where mostly virtual assistant come from philippines or in a third world countries where that's where they basically live in but podcast manager is a fancy word i mean obviously it kind of gives you a little bit boost to you know the authority and everything so that's one of the reasons why i asked and you know i just want to uh, mention something regarding the names that you mentioned like how uh, like ac podcasting to uh, podcast babes because i previously named my podcast as the teen whisperer show uh so as you can see no relevancy between podcasting and the teen whisperer so no relevancy is that some guy asked like do you do something different there is it creepy or something that guy literally asked so i was like so yeah that's when i realized okay okay it's time to Needs do to something change. yeah <laughs> it's time to do something about it so yeah i i think uh, the name actually really means a lot um cool so uh, just coming on to some of the uh, technical aspects, this is something that I got from one of your, so your social medias uh, regarding podcast SEOs. Uh, I mean, like, uh, so for example, let's say I'm just thinking, for example, uh, a sports podcast, let's say American football or let's say, you know, anywhere, anywhere the football happening, a lot of people talk about podcasts, but they want to, you know, like put their name on top of Google or wherever it is. Any particular things that, people need to work on uh, blogs on one but i just want to get into a little bit technical aspects like what do you suggest that can work the best as far as your experience mm-hmm. yeah so let's um uh let's take one step back though um mm-hmm. like yeah. what i always tell my clients and podcasters uh, in general as well is that it's it's very easy to have a podcast promotion strategy that is very short term and short term would be social media like posting on social media hey guys i have a new episode that's a short-term strategy and what i love about seo and why i think it's very very important is because it's a long-term strategy you do this once for your new episode 
and is working in the background. So I just wanted to mention that I think that is why this is really important. So like you said, having a blog on your website is really good or can be really good for your SEO strategy. Because what you do when you have a blog that goes with your podcast is it's written content and Google, they cannot listen to your episodes yet. I think this will probably change in the next few years uh, when, because podcasts are getting so, so much bigger. Um, but at the moment, they cannot listen to your podcast and understand what it's about. Mm -hmm. So you need to tell them. And Google picks that up through the words that you use, the keywords that you use. So if you have a blog post on your website um, with a title, and in the title, there's keywords, what the episode is about. Um, then Google knows, oh, hey, that's that's what this episode is about. Cool. Now we know in what box this fits. Um, if you have um, a, a photo with something related to this and you also name the photo that way, then it's another tick that Google was like, okay, so this is this is the topic. Could be the same keyword, could be a similar keyword. Um, so that's already two tips that I have, like have a good keyword optimized title. Um, use it in the description of your photos. Um, use it in, in the link, like mm -hmm. in the slug of the episode. Um, and there are like a million where ways how, like where you can put these keywords. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to say though, is don't spam like Google, don't try to hack Google yeah. because Google is really, really smart. Like it's it's a little bit creepy how smart Google is. Um, so you cannot hack the system anymore. Like that used to work a few years ago, but I believe that at the moment that's not possible anymore. Mm -hmm. So um, when you are doing all these SEO things, and I'm sure that um, there is a checklist that we can include or like um, pointing at a resource. I also recorded an interview for my new um, season of the podcast with an SEO expert. Uh, it's not out yet, but keep an eye on, on the podcast based podcast if you want to learn more. Um, but if you if you take all these boxes, I just want to say, make sure that you don't use this the exact same keyword over and over again. You want to make sure that you have a few keywords that are related to this topic that you use all throughout your content. Hmm. Um, so how we do this for clients and for my own podcast, we create a blog post with a catchy title with keywords. We make sure we um, use the keywords in the introduction, mm -hmm. um, in subtitles, in the image. Like I just said, we have a uh, podcast player on the website. Mm -hmm. You can always get this at, at your hosting um, hosting platform. I think every hosting platform has this feature that you can embed a player on your blog post. And that makes it really easy for your listener slash reader um, and also for your SEO. Like this, mm. this is what you want. Um, and what you, what you then get is that Google knows what the episode is about. They know when to show people this episode when they're searching Google. Got it. Got it. So yeah, that, that really uh, is a really great tip. So one of the things that you mentioned is show notes. Okay. I, I really wanted to touch on that is, uh, so for example, let's say you're hosting on anchor or, you know, any of the free hosting platforms that's there. you write a show notes, let's say, uh, you know, first paragraph will be with the podcast, then about the topics of discussion, then the links and everything, blah, blah, blah. It will be there. But when you go see that same description style on a different player, it sort of looks like clustered. 
in soundcloud or let's yeah. say i heart radio or something uh, would it affect that seo sort or any way that we can uh, do some edits to that or anything that we can you know do do, do about it in your in your thoughts Yeah so what we do is um we have short show notes in all the podcast apps so that's what we use in in our hosting platform um just like uh two very short paragraphs mm-hmm. saying this is why you should listen to this this um particular episode first sentence is the most important because when you look at when you scroll through apple podcast spotify usually like the episode this description gets cut off after a few words right yeah, so these yeah. first few words that's where you want to catch someone's attention mm-hmm. um and what we then do like the only thing we want people to do is just to click play um and then we have uh one sentence um for full show notes visit blah 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 the yeah. <laughs> the link to our uh, blog post on the website mm-hmm. so there we have long form show notes so that um the listener can see timestamps mm. uh maybe a transcript if if you want to add that all the links to all the resources um like anything you want like for extra information extra information on the guest is also what yeah. we give there um that way it's an incentive for listeners to visit your website and your website is your home on the internet right that's where yeah. you want people to go because you're in charge you're in charge of what it looks like you can have cool pop-ups uh you can ask people for the email address like yeah. you can do what you want there so that's where you want people to go um and that way you can do that got got it got it yeah i think that will be really helpful because i've seen a lot of players yeah i mean uh some people don't write that much of show notes i have checked it because uh they, all they would write is the guest information the podcast information that's even sometimes for me i am too lazy to, sometimes i like you know taking a lot of time to write the entire information but the thing that you mentioned was you know time stamps and the details it's really interesting because uh let's say spotify or whatever apps are coming in they are bringing videos also into the podcasting space like you know, how joe rogan's you know putting in videos and uh, you know they are giving auto transcription in the below like they're literally doing everything for us so uh, my question is uh, i don't know whether this like is any relevant at all do you think anything that we uh, that spotify does would affect people who are actually working for it i'm for example uh, people who write show notes okay let's say someone is uh, have a gig who write show notes if spotify is doing everything for them do they what will happen to them like would that part just be gone away or uh, is there is just a phase that everyone uh, just goes through well i think the jobs might change Mm. uh but i don't think the job will disappear as a podcast manager we will i think we will always have a job yeah. um and especially since the industry is growing so fast like yeah. there are more and more podcasts so there are also more and more podcast managers needed mm. and uh if there's tools i mean i also use tools we use a transcription tool when we write show notes for clients mm. um but that doesn't mean that we were out of a job it just means that we can do our job more efficient yeah um and maybe also more effective because i know now like in the past i would just listen to the episode write show notes now i have the transcript so it takes me way less time to write the show notes and i also believe they're better because mm. i can see exactly what the host and the guest said so i can literally use their words which is i think better overall for the host for the person reading the description or the show notes 
And also for me, because it takes me less time. So the only thing that I would say is make sure that you bring something new or like something extra to the table hmm. that people cannot get when they use a tool. And you can definitely, I think like um, humans are generally better at this than tools. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I think you just have to adapt a, a little bit, like what kind of services you offer. Yeah. Uh, like people who do transcriptions, like transcription services have, or like AI and like mm. that kind of transcription tools have become way better. Um, so it might be, there might be less people needed to do transcriptions, but then you can still use these transcripts to then write blog posts for people. So yeah. then you can adapt that way. Right. So it's like making the best of everything. <laughs> That's what, uh, uh, you're trying to mention. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, just a couple of more topics that I want to explore is that, uh, have you ever heard of this, uh, guest reaching platform called Audrey.io? No, I haven't. Okay. So Audrey.io is something that uh, they actually created it way. I think it's just so recent after matchmaker.fm came in, uh, this player actually came in. So um, the one thing that they do offer in that uh, as, a, as not a service, but the way we can also utilize is cross promotions. Like we can promote our podcast promos in someone else's podcast and, you know, they can do in ours. Mm -hmm. Uh, my question is, how effective do you think would that be? For example, let's say uh, you are doing something and I'm doing something. Let's say we are in the same niche. I'm a podcast manager. You are a podcast manager. So we can't do cross promotions, right? I mean, it's like I'm giving your clients a way that, you know, that's another person doing this. So how effective do you think that would be for someone in the same niches or even different niches? Any, any other thoughts? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I do think it can be effective, but um, I I also think that it takes some um, effort into doing this strategically. Like mm -hmm. you, what you said, if we do offer the exact same thing, mm -hmm. then there would be no use in cross-promoting because yeah. we have the same ideal audience. Um, we offer the same thing. So why would I share my audience with you and the other way around? Like, why would you share your audience with me? But if we offer something similar but different or like a different aspect of it um so for example i uh so we in the podcast phase we fo focus on podcast monetization mm. that's what we want to do for our clients yeah um what we don't have what we also probably won't have in the near future is a course on how to uh, start your podcast so I know someone who has a, uh, has a course on starting a podcast, which mm. is awesome because I want people to take that course. I think her course is awesome. Um, if people take that course, they will also become a potential client for me. And for her, it's also interesting because people who would be listening to me, they would be potentially interested in her course. So it can be a win-win that way. Um, if we are looking for the same people, if our ideal client would be similar. Mm -hmm. mm, so for me, my ideal client would be female podcasters. So if she is really um, like aiming for male podcasters or podcasters in a specific industry that we don't really have anything to do with, then it will be a mismatch. Um, mm -hmm. So I do think that it can be interesting, but also not just for anyone cross promoting as much as you as you want yeah. i do think you really have to think about it if is it a win-win for everyone and also 
um, is it a win for the audience? Like, I think that is maybe the, the first question. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, because this is a topic that um, not a lot of people actually explored it, uh, to be honest. I mean, there are a lot of independent podcasters out there who are trying to, you know, just starting out and they want to get their word out in some way. So in that case, they may uh, do it. So that's one of the reasons why I was so curious enough to ask that. Uh, cool. So uh, see, uh, this is like a personal question also. Uh, the, the thing that I want to ask is, um, so I've been doing podcasts in seasons. Like, for example, this is now season seven. So uh, until season um, two or three, I think, yeah, two or three, I was doing with various people, like for 30 to 40 episodes, I was doing different photographers, fashion models, entrepreneurs, different, different way. Then I streamlined into a perfect way. But I did take a lot of breaks here and there in the middle uh, to get back up. And I did lose a couple of fans, uh, you know, really loyal people. Then I got back on. But my really thought question is like, how do you think that works? Do you think it's good people take breaks? I mean, everyone have their own problems <laughs> as a podcaster. You know, once they got into a mic, that's different way. Just like any journalist or radio public person, once they get on a mic, that's different. Uh, off the mic, mm -hmm. that's different. So do you think it's okay? Do you think it's okay to take breaks or would it really affect their <laughs> peace afterwards as well? What, what are your thoughts on that? Mm -hmm. Well, I do. I am a big fan of taking breaks, actually. I also have, so actually, I have two podcasts, uh, the podcast-based podcast, and we also work in seasons. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, it's a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah. And for me, um, quality is more important than quantity for this podcast. Mm -hmm. And the episodes that we have, the content that we created, it's out there forever. So people can always go back to older episodes and like listen back. This is mm. this is always relevant. It's not uh, like timely people like even two, three years from now, most of the episodes will probably still be really interesting to listen to if you haven't heard them before. Yeah. Um, so that's why I also decided to take breaks in between. And another reason is also that we have different channels that we want to be on. We want to be on Instagram and we want to have an email list. And it all takes a lot of time to create all this content. Um, so what I would suggest, like if you take a break, make sure that people can see you or follow you in on a different platform mm -hmm. that you can still keep in touch with them. Mm -hmm. um, that is, I think, my main tip. And be very clear on when they can expect you to be back. If you don't know it yet, uh, like, say, a month. <laughs> um, but if you know, I think that would actually be best. Mm. If you know when you'll be back. So for me, when I start my break, I will just set a deadline for myself. Like, mm. okay, we're going to be back January 3rd with a new season and no matter what happens like on that date i'm gonna make sure that there's an episode live yeah and um, that way you you show people that even though you're not there for a few weeks you're still really serious about this podcast and they can trust you because when you say you will be there you are actually going to be there so i think finding a way for people to trust you that's mm. just like that's basically how you build an audience right just yeah. building trust with people and building a relationship um and another like little trick maybe <laughs> that you can use for that <laughs> is um re-releasing old episodes mm. i have had a really good experience with this where i just re-released 
popular episodes mm. that were a while back. So you don't want to do this probably when you have 20 episodes because yeah. people can scroll through it and they can find yeah. the episode. But we came to a point where we had like more than 50 episodes live. And there were some of the earlier episodes that I was like, this is still super relevant. Yeah. It's important content for us, but also for our audience. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to record a new intro and a new outro. And I'm just I'm like, I'm very open about this, that it's it's a re-release, right? I'm not going to say, oh, new episode. And then it's actually not like that. I think that's yeah, not cool. Yeah. But um, I just um, released earlier episodes for uh, like four weeks in a row. And I was like, okay, well, this is like rewind episodes. This mm. is previous episodes that are still relevant. And honestly, we had just as many listens as for normal episodes, for new episodes. Wow. Um, so I think that's also a really good way to keep showing up for your people. And mm -hmm. you also have that, that, that experience for them that they see you in their, in their podcast app. So they don't forget about you. They still have something to listen to. And of course, like the 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 content was there. It was in the, yeah. in the app, but no yeah. one's going to scroll back that far. So that's why we decided to re-release it. You know, actually, I'm going to implement that, to be honest, because I've got over like 114 episodes so far. And uh, some of the episodes that previously, you know, we talked a lot about uh, how to get guests who are, you know, more onto the like popularity side and uh, so, uh, like a lot of things. I have talked with a lot of people on the front. I think, yeah, that may be a good way to do that because in December, it's really hard to, you know, record a session with everything yeah. is going on. So I guess uh, that's really a good point. Uh, so great. Uh, just, uh, just a couple of questions that I always ask, like outside the box. Uh, so is it morning or evening there? Uh, what time is it? Um, well, it looks like it's evening. It's 5 p.m. So it's like afternoon, but it's completely dark out. It's winter. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, 5 p.m. That's a difficult time. Uh, okay. Okay. So who was actually the last person that you made smile yesterday? Mm, that I made smile yesterday. Um, I think, I think my client, um, I've been doing some client calls and check-ins and, um, I've been focusing on just going the extra mile for clients yeah. and that has given me some smile. So yeah. Great, great. I think that can be added as a bonus benefit for you as well. I mean, making someone, yeah. especially a client smile. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Awesome. So uh, just the final question that I want to ask before closing is that, um, so podcast promotional ads okay this is something that i won't expert personally for a long time like for example if you have done a podcast and you want to run a facebook ad on it or you know instagram ad or anything on it uh we don't need to talk about the ad technical de details but uh what be the primary things that we need to do in order to get that uh ad in a better way uh you know instead of the graphics and everything but what do you think the primary details that we should focus on to get that ad in a better way Mm -hmm, yeah, like high level strategy. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what I think about paid ads to podcasts is that it's not always a good idea to do so. Hmm. Um, and the reason is, 
podcast downloads, it looks really cool when you have mm-hmm. a lot of downloads, right? I mean, yeah. it, it, it looks like you're doing so well. But you're when you're spending money, you want to see that money in return. Like yeah, exactly. Um, podcast downloads, they don't pay rent. Uh, they don't pay for your rent. So uh, like if your podcast is part of a bigger monetization system mm-hmm. that you have, if it's like really crucial for your business to promote your business or to promote, digital products or your services or something like that, then it could be part of your strategy. But in my experience, it actually works better to um, run the ads to something else. Uh, for example, a free ebook, a free course, a free something where mm. you can also get people's email address. Yeah. Because when you run ads to a podcast episode, you have no idea who is listening. Mm. Uh, that's the problem with podcast episodes, right? You ha- yeah. you got these cool numbers and, st- and stats and you know a few things about them, like where they are, what app they use, uh, stuff like that. But you cannot really reach them again. Yeah. If you have a free ebook and you run ads to your free ebook, someone downloads the ebook, um, you have their email address. So you can send another email hmm. and that makes it, worth it um if you have a good funnel and all that it can make it worth it to pay for that initial contact that you have so what i have i have a free ebook uh, (laughs) um, that i have run ads to before previously not at the Mm. moment and what i do is in that ebook i say hey you know what i actually also have a podcast here's a link you can listen to it Mm. so that way you also get the downloads uh, hopefully, like that's also a way to then like take that relationship further with that person. Um, but I have not seen that many people successful with running ads to podcast episodes because it's just this one time listen that you may or may not get. Yeah. And it's just really difficult to then contact the same person. Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. Because even downloads, I think in one of the episodes I actually did with this guy called Andy Petek, and he mentioned uh, that downloads and listens are completely different things. I mean, mm-hmm. a download doesn't necessarily have to convert into a listen. So I guess a lot of people would be like, uh, you know, it, it costs less if it's like just a click ads, you know, if someone's clicking it, it's cost less, but someone is buying a free book, I mean, like ebook or uh, giving the email address has a different cost. Yeah, I guess, I guess that makes sense uh, because, you know, one of the reasons is, uh, so for example, for me, uh, we uh, do like content creation services for podcast, let's say video editing or audio editing like that. So in that sense, I guess, even if we run that, it might come as like, what is it, a lead maybe, but like I said, it is, it's a long shot, right? So that in that may, case, it might work or may not work. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so yeah, uh, so and uh, that's really great uh, talking a lot of different aspects in it. So is there anything that you want to ask me? Like tables turned right now? Oh, so <laughs> much. Um, okay, Jeffrey, what is the main thing you've learned through your podcast journey? Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're um, like, oh, wish I didn't <laughs> ask her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we part of that is instantly. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Main thing is, uh, okay, the main reason why I wa- I started the podcast is, uh, so, okay, uh, it's like every guy's story, like, you know, when, when he gets their heart broken, he's trying inspiration and, you know, he does something. So like that, it started. And to see whether every people is 
in the, their misery <laughs> like i was i started as a saddest complete saddest but um, then one thing i learned is um it's it's really hard to keep something for a long term uh, let's say a business or a podcast or anything so uh, that's something that i learned uh, in that this actually helped me to get better at you know friendships or even you know whatever thing that i had with other people i knew that some things we have to work really hard to get <laughs> to get run in a long term so that you know uh, it will go away so yeah i think this long term stuff really got into my head with the help of this podcasting so hmm. yeah that that went beyond up yeah Cool. I love that it that it really had um that your learning is really about life yeah. and not necessarily just about podcasting but like it it translates to life yeah. and like yeah, I think you're so right. Cool. Thank you so much. That's a tough question to be honest. <laughs> I'll, I'll <try laughs> yeah, to... I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll try I was to like implement... I have one shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll try to implement this question in the you know upcoming episodes with someone else and I I need to see that shock in their face as well. I need to see that. <laughs> great so and uh thank you so much again for coming on the show and it'd be great if you could tell us where people can find you and about your ebook and if there's anything else that people can reach out to ask you uh it would be great yeah awesome so first of all thank you so much for having me jeffrey it was so great connecting with you and i hope it was helpful like what we all shared <laughs> um so if you want to listen to my podcast it is called the podcast babes uh you can find find it in all podcast apps but also uh when you go to the podcastbabes.com/podcast you can find all episodes there with a blog post extra info resources and all that Um I also have an ebook like I mentioned it is about five ways to monetize your podcast. Uh so not just sponsorships which is one of the <laughs> like a little spoiler there. Yeah. Um you can find it at thepodcastvades.com/ebook and I'm also on Instagram at thepodcastvades. Awesome. So is this ebook available on Kindle as well? Um no it's a PDF download. So okay. if you um leave your email address there we send you an email with the ebook and you okay. can open it uh on your computer phone okay. ipad whatever whatever you want awesome awesome highly compatible <laughs> got it so great uh so guys thank you so much for listening to this episode and uh